Welcome to Deal Closers with Annette Tali, where we focus on the deals. Our guests are real estate closers who will share in detail the whole process from finding a deal to closing it, as well as strategies and tips to help you do the same. Here is your host, Annette Tali. Welcome to another episode of Deal Closers. I am your host, Annette Tali, and my guest today is Lennon Lee, the multifamily investor. Welcome, Lennon. Hey, Annette. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited uh, for, to have you today. So let me tell you a little bit about Lennon. Uh, he is the founder of, and principal of BLD Capital Group, a boutique investment firm focused exclusively in multifamily real estate. Alongside his investment partners and investors, he has been involved in acquisition of over 1,500 units of multifamily real estate with an approximate market value of 100, 150 million. Wow, right. that's impressive. He is a full-time investor based in Miami, Florida. Lennon is also the founder of the Multifamily Investing Club, a knowledge-based community and, net- and networking community providing an educational and relationship-building platform for local multifamily real estate investors. He is the host of Se Habla Real Estate, the first-ever real estate investing podcast in Spanish. He is the author of Passive Multifamily Real Estate Investing ebook. Lennon was born and raised in Venezuela and moved to the U.S. in 2010. Wow, Lennon, that is awesome. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> so tell me a little bit of how did you get involved in real estate? What's your story? Uh, so 2010, uh, we moved, uh, I'm going to say we, that's my family and I. Uh, we moved to the United States from Venezuela and um, in 2009, we had, we had come uh, to the United States and we bought a few condos here. At that point, um, you know, we made a little you? bit of 23 at the time. Yep, 22, 23. Uh, I was just graduating from, from, from the university in Venezuela and then after graduation, I moved here. So we already had those uh, those condos here, and then when we moved, we started uh, buying a couple of other properties. So we had a you know pretty pretty small portfolio of properties, condos, and single family. We even had a piece of land that uh, I basically was managing all of that, uh, you know, handling the tenants and the releasing the, the the units and taking care of you know maintenance calls and stuff. Well, I wasn't actually taking care of the, the maintenance myself, but you know, just doing the I guess the high level management uh, of the um, of the small portfolio that we had. So that's how I got started in real estate in the US. Uh, and then fast forward to 2016, 2015, 2016, we started seeing that the, the portfolio was not uh, performing as, as it should. I mean, it was good because we had paid cash for those properties at very low basis in 2009. But at that point, the rents were not really going up anymore. Uh, actually, they were going down a little bit. So the return on equity that we had sitting there was not um, very attractive anymore. So we started looking at other opportunities and we found out about multifamily real estate and how you could be a, a passive investor in, 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 in these uh, institutional type uh, opportunities and the, all the benefits that, that, you know, that come along with it. And that true passive nature of it was something that was very aligned with what um, we were looking for. And um, that's, how, that's how we ended up, you know, building then a company around that, that whole concept and bringing investors and, you know, here we that's are right now. That's where it all started. 
Yeah, yeah. We are right now. We're uh, you know pretty much involved. This is what I do full time, and um, you know we've been investing for the past three four years in in, uh, in multifamily and and bringing opportunities to our friends, families, investors, and and you know it's uh, it's been a good ride so far. So when you started, did you start with your family or did you start by yourself? Uh, well, the, the, on the multifamily space, uh, a little bit of both. So, like I like to tell people, I'm a, I'm a passive, and not, not only myself, but my family as well, mom, dad, sister. <clears throat> and they, they don't live here, they live in Panama. So, uh, even more so, we were looking for them to have some passive uh, income and passive investments uh, here in the U.S. And me being here, same thing. Uh, we are passive investors first. Uh, you know, we, we love everything about the, the, I guess the, the, yeah, the, the benefits of course, but the passive nature of it and how, how we can, you know, build relationships with people that can take care of our, our investment. So that's what, that's what we started doing first, all of us, me and my family and everyone. But I personally, at the time when we started looking at, at these investments, I didn't really have a job at that point. I was doing my, some real residential sales and rentals which uh, wasn't you know much fun for me but uh, so I figured well you know what I can definitely build a company around this and bring value to families and investors like mine so I started becoming um, definitely active on this uh, on, on, on the investment side and, and raising equity and learning about the whole model until eventually last year we went from fully passive investors to fully active investors and everything in the middle we've done, uh, meaning we've been partnering up as co-sponsors, as co-GPs with other operators in other states, and then we've done our own deal at this point. So it's, um, you know, I guess it's, it's gone full circle at this point, yeah. Oh, excellent. The Deal. So let's talk now about the deal. So what type of deal are you going to uh, tell us about today? Okay, so just, just like I mentioned, um, just I guess for people to understand, our model, again, like we're passive investors first. We're trying to build a structure and an infrastructure uh, for the company that uh, have us be, and our investors, of course, very passive, meaning we trust a lot on the relationships that we build with other operators with whom we deploy our capital. So... That being said, um, all this 50, at this point, it's more like 2,000 units, maybe a little bit more that we've been involved in, that we've invested in. And um, the majority of those have, have been through partnerships with uh, other operators. Okay, so they lead the charge, they find the deal, they, act, they, they, they secure the financing and everything, and then we jump on board by bringing value depending on, depending on the deal from different angles. You know, we could bring the risk money sometimes, we can do uh, help with the marketing side of things, maybe help drive uh, traffic to the property. So that's more like a, a, the after closing asset management type thing. Of course, we do investor relations for all of uh, the investors that we bring to the table. We obviously raise equity, we do help with the due diligence. It depends, right? So that's the typical um, deal that we do. It's, it's more like partnerships with these other operators. That being said, we did our first deal uh, from top to bottom uh, last year. So 
yeah, that early, early, to, early, early 2019 or so. That's almost a year ago at this point. And, um, and then also last year we did another deal, 278 units in Orlando. The first one that I mentioned was in Jacksonville. So I don't know. I mean, I think maybe we could talk about the Jacksonville deal. I've talked about it a lot at, the, at, at this point, but um, I think it's the, 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 the best one where we can maybe go a little bit deeper, where I have a, a definitely been more involved from, in all aspects of the deal. So I think that's a, that's a good one to talk about. Okay, perfect. So it's a multifamily. How many units? Yes, uh, Class C plus multifamily. We acquired 138 units. That's in Jacksonville, Florida, in uh, in the sub market called uh, San Jose. Uh, it's also on the south side, sub market of Jacksonville, and uh, it's a 1974 construction. And how did you find this deal? Uh, this was a straight up on the market deal uh, through, I believe it's Knight Frank that had the listing. Yeah. And uh, we had, a, at that point, we had, a, we had been involved uh, with, well, in the market actually. So we, we've, we had been going to, to Jacksonville uh, several times to get immersed in it and understand the market and obviously start building uh, the local team. Meaning, starting talking, interviewing property management companies, uh, and of course, building relationship with the local brokers. So by that time, we already had a good relationship with the listing broker, who actually got the, the listing of the property. And uh, yeah, I mean, he he brought it to us. We had a, again a good relationship. So that good relationship was fundamental for us actually acquiring. Um, the deal or not, not, not acquiring, but getting awarded the deal. Right. Because the the you, you, you uh, went over something very important. You were already researching the, the market. So when you saw the deal, you knew it was already probably a good deal yeah. or it was close to what you yeah. were looking. And then the relationships that you created with this broker, you know, he brought you the deal. So then, you know, that helped the whole transaction. Yes, yes, and 100%. These are, these are all things that you do before you even find the deal, right? 100%. That's, uh, it took us probably, I don't know, four or five months uh, of us getting, you know, traveling to Jacksonville, looking at the market, uh, driving around, again, and building the team. Uh, at the point that, we, that the deal came to, the, came to market, we had that a good relationship with the guy. He, um, you know, he trusted us uh, at that point. He knew that, well, that we were, you know, that we were very interested. We knew that we had a good team. Uh, basically, we have uh, our, at that point, we had all of our uh, ducks in a row. And um, he communicated that confidence that he had in us to the seller, to his client. And, um, you know, we, we, we were able to jump on a call with the seller and, and explain our plan and everything. We were very creative on the, on the, on the, on the business plan a little bit different from you know from other groups and uh, that's probably what got us the deal and, and we paid we, we paid what they were looking for so uh, you know we didn't get it at, at a discount rate. It's, we pay market value which at the end of the day market value uh, that's that's what we thought we had paid but ultimately the the appraisal came back um, they had when we acquired the property for 500 almost five hundred thousand dollars more in value so we had 
like 450, I think it was uh, equity built in from day one. So that was great to have. That's, that's amazing. So yeah. th that's kind of like what I, what I was saying that you already knew the market and you knew that it was a good deal, you know, when, when they, it was presented to you because you were already in the market and, and studying this market. So I guess yes. that was, that covers, how did you negotiate this? You talked to the, uh, you were able to talk directly to the seller and uh, yeah. you ended up paying the, the, the value that he wanted, but it was still under value, even though it was what it was listed for, I guess. Um, yes, it was a simple, uh, you know, yeah, at the, uh, on a, I guess from the legal aspect of it, it was a very simple, very straightforward negotiation. There was one thing that uh, we were able to, because we paid 12.1, that was the, the 12 million, 100,000, that was our offer, but we actually ended up paying uh, $30,000 less. Uh, basically, that was kind of a wasn't a credit per se, it was just a discount on the price, but because the seller had agreed initially uh, to take care of the parking lot, uh, reseal and repaint it, uh, and they never did it. When By the time we actually closed on the property, that had not been done. So, you know, we, we got a little bit of discount. So that's, that's, you know, that type of things you negotiate along the way. Um, during the due diligence, you find out things here and there so you can, Uh, re renegotiate when when it makes sense when it's been when it's something that that you you know that's fair but other than that even if it's not fair you sometimes you want to uh, not negotiate uh, too hard in terms of, uh, like you don't want to you don't want to appear like the guy that it's putting in an offer very high but then when you go into the deal and you do the due diligence you start coming up with things to bring the price down You know, that's called retrading and, and, and what we do. And it's not uh, very well seen. But sometimes if, if it needs to be done, then you can know, do it. Yeah. So how did you find, found, uh, no, I, I still already how you found, how did you fund this deal? How did you buy it? Did you use a loan? Did you have investors? Tell me about that. Yes. We have a 80% loan to cost uh bridge loan that we got through our uh, mortgage broker from walker and dunlap and um yeah he found he found a good product for us from a from a national bank that um well i don't know if it's actually national maybe regional, but anyway it's a pretty well-known bank and um they they you know they provided us a, a good product it was a it's a three plus one plus one meaning it's a three-year loan the three-year term plus two um, extensions, two one-year extensions that we have uh, availability to, you know, to use if we want to. Um, that we, yeah, so then, then the rest, um, so that's for the debt. And then on the equity side, we ended up raising 4.15 million. And uh, that, that's, that's, you know, that's all the equity for the deal. And um, yeah. Excellent. So why did you choose to go with a bridge loan and for who? Can you explain what a bridge loan is? Yes. So basically a bridge loan is what you use when you're when a property, this is, in this case, it's, it's, uh, it wasn't exactly that because this property would have qualified for a uh, uh, permanent uh, agency loan with Fannie or Freddie, but we decided to go with the bridge loan. And again, the bridge, lo the bridge loan, typically it's a bridge. It's a, it's a loan that you use to bring a property from 
some sort of a distressed or not stabilized, uh, actually not stabilized um, status to a stabilized status. So maybe you get a distressed property that the, you're not able to fund uh, or get a loan with the agencies because of the risk profile, the occupancy is not there and it, a lot, it needs a lot of deferred maintenance uh, taken care of and all that. So the agencies are not gonna uh, finance it. So you use a bridge loan. There are lenders out there that obviously you're gonna get a, the terms are a little bit more aggressive and shorter term because it allows you to go from point A to point B and have the flexibility to refi, uh, you know, go, go through a refinance event to actually go into the longer term debt. Um, for us, and specifically for this deal, it made a lot of sense because the, the, the property has had such potential for us to go in and it still has, of course, we're still, you know, working on it. And it, it had, we had the opportunity to, or we actually wanted to have the opportunity to either when we finished our business plan to refinance into a longer term agency debt or have the flexibility to say, Hey, you know what? It's, it, it, we've added enough value that we think we can sell the property and actually exit the deal at year three versus uh, having a long-term debt from the get-go with high uh, prepayment penalties. That was that it didn't make sense for us to then get out of the deal in three years. So we would have to hold the deal again, make, making sense of it financially. It wouldn't, it wouldn't have made sense to, if we had a, a long-term debt for this particular one. So, um, yeah, that's, 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 you know, the whole thought process around it. Oh, excellent. Yeah. So it definitely makes sense. And then at, at year three, your investors, for example, they would, if you decide to sell them, they would get all their, their investment back quickly instead yes. of, you know, doing a five or seven year, depending on what you picked. Yes. We still have a five year plan. That's our pro forma. That's what we're planning for and, and, and everything. But uh, again, we want, we want to have that flexibility. There's some deals that you already know going in that you don't really are, that you want to hold for the longer term. So then you want to, ultimately what you want to have, it's a, a loan with terms that are um, longer than what you have for your business plan, right? So and then in our case, we have exactly what, 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 we, what we want with the ability to, you know, with that flexibility that the deal and the business plan calls for. Okay, so your five-year uh, plan, it's a, the exit strategy, is to sell it or are you planning to pay off and then keep yeah. it? No, we, we, we plan to sell in five years. That's, that's the plan. Uh, but again, we could, you know, if we could do it in three and, and, it, and it makes sense, we have the, the, the structure, the finance, the, yeah, the, the capital structure to, to actually do it and not be penalized uh, as much. Yeah. Excellent. Or at all, actually, yeah. So what was your, your biggest takeaway from this experience and this, this was your first indication, right? The, the first one you, from, from top to bottom, yeah, that, that we are the lead sponsors and that we secured everything, yeah. Yeah, so what was your big, your big takeaway that you, you kind of learned on this transaction? Uh, well, there's, a, there's, there's quite a few, but um, honestly, uh, it's been understanding what you like to do and what you don't like to do. So, uh, you know, 
playing to that uh, self-awareness of where your skills are and what you're good at and what you actually love doing. Um, the experience has been amazing. Again, I'm a passive investor first and I'm building this network of partners uh, with whom I, you know, I'm going to deploy my capital with. So, so that's, that's the big picture model for, for, my, for what I do. So doing the deals myself, and it's not only me, it's, you know, there's a team, there's a couple partners there, but um, doing the deal from top to bottom myself has uh, shown me that, first of all, that's not what I want to do. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the learning part of it. It's, uh, it's amazing because at the end of the day, I'm, I'm actually becoming better at vetting operators and asking questions to this new uh, partners that I'm uh, or partnership that, I, that I'll be building. Uh, I, I know what questions to ask. I know how hard they need to work. I know, I know what it takes at this exactly. point. So I've been on, on both sides of the, so that's, that's been the, the major, the major takeaway so far that, you know, uh, understanding how everything works uh, on the nitty gritty part of it, on the asset management, on all the challenges that you come up, uh, against and uh, during this process, it's um, it's it, obviously it's a great learning experience that's gonna help me become a better passive investor at the end of the day. Absolutely, yeah. it's like when when people ask you how to learn to manage a property, the best way is to do it yourself, and right. then you hire somebody else because then you know what it takes. You know if they are spending too much money. You know if they are you know right. taking too long. So it's kind of the same idea. You, are, you did one yourself and now you can, you know, delegate it or you can partner with other people and you know exactly how it works. Yes, yes, definitely. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, that, that's what it is. If another opportunity comes by where we need to tackle a deal at this point, we, we're not actively um, sourcing deals ourselves. We're more, you know, at, at least for, we're, we're recording this on on you know, the beginning of 2020. So yeah, for, for this year, the, the goal for us, it's, it's more to jump on the, and, and increase our equity raising capabilities and our educational platform and all that. So, but that being said, you know, if another deal comes through that, you know, that we can tackle and it makes sense, even though, again, I'm not, and I, I can tell that with all honesty, I don't, I don't love the, the, the asset management part of it. I am more than happy to do it. I now, now I know how to do it. And, and if it makes sense, it makes sense. You know, you don't want to let a good deal pass, but, um, but and you yeah. Can always you know, also bring a, a, a partner that, that, that likes to do the asset management into your team. Yeah, 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 for sure. For sure. Well, actually, which is, which is what we do, right? We partner up with, with, you know, with, uh, other multifamily operators, sponsors, syndicators, however you want to call them that, um, are doing it full time and have a team and everything. So we bring the value again of obviously our investors and our our knowledge on, on and our experience on the asset management and investor relations side. And then on the asset management, it's you know very specific things here and there that we can help with. But ultimately, we tell them, hey, this is your show. You're running, you know, you're running the show. We're trusting you. We have a relationship, and you know. It's your thing. We're not involved in the day to day. We're not, you know, having the pressure uh, that they have 
and that's the way we like to do it. That's why for us, it's a very organic process of the, the relationship building with these operators and with these companies that we end up partnering up with because we do want to be passive investors, obviously with some sort of control to protect our investors' interests, but we, we, we're trusting these guys very much. We let them do their thing. And... Uh, it takes it takes a lot of trust, you know. So it, it takes time to build that trust. So that's you know we're we're going little by little on that side, but you know that's the way we like it. Absolutely. Expert tips. All right. So now we are in the part of the show where you're going to give me three tips, and you are going to give me the tips on passive investing. Yes, uh, you know we discussed this uh, a little bit, and I think um, I wanted to talk about the passive investing side. And as a passive investor, first, probably the fourth time I mentioned that today, I I think it's it's where I can bring the most value, and uh, it's it's nothing, you know, it's nothing that people probably don't know. But uh, if anything, I'd like to reinforce. As some of the, the, the things that I think are very, very important. Um, so the first one would be a lot of people um, ask me and are, I guess, wondering how do you vet a new syndicator? Like if you want to be a passive investor, how do you go about it, right? Like what? And I like, and I, my approach is, again, like I mentioned before, it's very organic. It's very down to the personal trust, that you have more so than the actual credentials and stuff, right? Because the way I see it is um, there's a lot of companies and teams and, or individuals out there that have the credibility, that have the track record, that are, you know, they have a lot of integrity. They're not bad guys or anything at all. The, the, the clean background uh, check when you do it and, and everything. You're probably going to find a, a lot of them actually out there that are very well, very well capable of executing uh, a value app plan or whatever the, the, the plan is, right? So what it boils down to really, it's how, how well do you get along with that person and do you like them? As simple as that. So I guess the, the actual advice is make sure to do, to do business with people you like. It's not enough to, for them to have the credentials. Again, that's my take. That's the way I go about it because uh, this is a relationship that you're building and it's a marriage that you're getting into basically. Um, and you are depending on these guys and you are going to get information from them. You're going to get reports from them, the communication, etc. And I wouldn't like to have that sort of relationship, especially when there's money and harder money in the, in the middle with someone I just don't like, you know, I don't like the guy. I don't, I don't want to be talking to the guy or the guys. Why would I get into that? You know? Uh, so yes, I'm not saying that don't pay attention to all the other important things, references, background, track record, all of that. We all know that, but make sure to do business with people you like. Excellent. So, Number two. Number two uh, would be just play the long game. Very simple, very straightforward. But as a passive investor, you need to understand that it's not a get-rich-quick uh, game at all. 
uh, and especially as a passive investor, you know, um, from all angles, it's the same. But again, especially as a passive investor, you want to play the long game. Uh, a lot of people ask me, uh, especially at this point in time, uh, they're not sure if, to, if, if they want to get in the, 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 the multifamily space or not. Because, you know, everyone says a recession is coming or we're at the top of the market and it might not make the returns that we were seeing at the beginning of the cycle were, are no longer, or at the middle of the cycle are no longer there. And uh, yes, that's true. So if you, you want to make a quick buck in multifamily, meaning going to one project and three, uh, you know, three, four X your money in, in three, four years, uh, it's, well, that's, that's not, that's not going to happen, you know? under certain risk profile i'm talking general you know generally speaking and uh so i guess it's it, you know the, the actual advice is just that play the long game uh make sure that you build a strategy that when you look back in 20 30 years you look back and you look at your returns and you're happy with them then that's a good that's a good game sometimes you're going to see high returns sometimes you're going to see lower returns so if you play the long game you can definitely adjust your expectations and you and you if you want to keep the same risk profile with capital preservation in your mind then you're going to understand that some sometimes the returns are not there uh at, i mean they are there and the benefits are there everything's good but maybe not as good as some other time so just just look at the long term and uh and play it that way that's the second one for sure all right Let's go yes. to the third one. And then the third one, it's definitely, um, well, get, get educated, you know. Uh, I think uh, maybe along the same lines, like people hesitating whether they should get into the game or not. Uh, it's a matter of, uh, the way I see it, knowledge translates into confidence and it translates into action. And that's what you want to have, right? So knowledge then confidence then then action it's hard to act when you're not confident in yourself when you don't have the knowledge um so get 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 educated you know listening to podcasts like this one bigger pockets there's a ton of podcasts out there a ton of books at this point google is just you know it's just a, the biggest encyclopedia if you will in the, in the history of mankind uh so there, there's a lot of resources. Um, in, and if you speak Spanish, they can listen to your podcast. If you speak Spanish, you can listen to Seattle Real Estate. That's what we, yeah, we talk about. We talk a lot about multifamily investing and, and just real estate in general. So, yes, for sure. And I, I totally agree with you. And then there is so many free resources. I mean, you can start and you can get a lot of knowledge with free resources. And then if you want, then you can start paying for some courses here and there, but you don't have to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars on, you know, on the first um, course that you take, you know, yeah, you no, not at all. so much for free. Yeah, not, 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 not necessary. I mean, and I guess ultimately if you're just, if we're just talking about real estate in general, the the idea is for you to get educated and understand okay how is it that i want to invest in real estate do i want to do private lending do i want to do passive investing in syndications in multifamily or in self-storage like there's a ton of options or do i want to house flip for a little bit and then start going to the, so you it wouldn't make sense for you to start paying anyone or anything if you don't have the clarity of what you want to do 
And that brings me, I guess, to an extra tip, which is, bonus tip. Uh, yeah, the bonus tip or the bonus, yeah, yeah, advice is, you know, sit down and make sure to understand why are you doing what, you, what, you know, what, what, why are you doing this? Like, um, is it that you don't have a job and you want to become a real estate investor and now you want to be super active? Uh, because the strategies that you can pursue with that mindset are going to be different than the strategies that you can and, and should pursue. If you are, let's say, a high earner physician that just wants to, um, you know, get involved in real estate because you understand the benefits of investing in real estate, but you want to be totally passive. So um, that understanding of why you're doing what, what are you chasing? Is it, is it aggressive growth of your capital or is it cash flow uh, uh, anchored to a capital preservation strategy or investment? Uh, you know, uh, I think what, what that ultimately uh, comes down to, once you start looking at it that way, it's you have a clear criteria of the product or the strategy or even the markets and everything that you want to invest in and who you want to invest with, which uh, at the end of the day is, is what you want to have. You want to be, have that confidence. Okay, this is what I do. This is my criteria. And you, you want to be disciplined with it and stick to it. And that's, uh, you know, that's a good ingredient for a, for a successful real estate investing. I guess career or path yeah yeah that's awesome advice and also that doesn't say that in the future that could change as you get oh, yeah. involved but I think you totally uh, point to something out that is very important that you need to know where you're going before you start because otherwise you're gonna get distracted with a lot of things and then you're not gonna do anything so yes. you have to kind of decide which way you're going. And then in the future, if you realize that maybe that's not what you wanted, then you can change. When I started, I just wanted to buy a property for my kids to yeah. have in the future. And so they could have college education if something happened to me or if we couldn't pay it at the time. And, you know, once I bought the second one and then the third one, that changed into I want to be a full-time investor and actively. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it can totally change. And with you, it, it was kind of the same. You wanted to be um, passive and then you started doing your own syndication, which is a lot active. So, yeah. you know, it, it can change over time for sure. Yes, yes. All right, Lennon, it has been such a pleasure to have you on my show. I'm so excited uh, that you are here and sharing all that knowledge with my uh, listeners. And how can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Yes, for sure. Um, so I guess the best, the best way it's through, through the, the website, the company's website, which is bldcapitalgroup.com. You can put it on the show notes if you can, uh, th that'll be there. And, um, there's a form there you can fill out and, and, and it comes directly to my email, uh, uh, where we can set up an, set up an appointment if you want to talk or we can exchange emails. Um, I'm active on Instagram well the multi-family investor and um i know I'm, I'm on all the social media platforms bigger pockets facebook um linkedin so you can you can just find me around there get in touch with me um i guess yeah that's that's and your podcast is on itunes the podcast Seabla real estate show yes it's on itunes uh on all the platforms as well uh, itunes anchor um spotify and all of those so yeah we do we do spanish uh, 
but you do English too, episodes, correct? Episodes, you know, episodes of Spanish, as we say. We've, we've done a few, and we're probably going to include a few uh, English episodes. Maybe I'll throw this one in, on, and, and put it on my podcast as well. Why not? Um, but, but yeah, mostly, mostly in Spanish. Yeah. Excellent, Lennon. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs> Bye. This was Deal Closers with Annette Talee, brought to you by Talee Investments. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Our goal is to provide amazing value on your real estate journey. Connect online at www.taleeinvestments.com, where you can find this episode and more. Did you like this episode? Subscribe, like, and share.